0: Santa Hollands.
1: What is Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Today you have myself, Aaron O'Brien, and David Duncan. Dave, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Modib. I'm good. How are you? Modib doing good. Build it. So, Dave, we are in Dune, and we are doing Chapter Thirty and Thirty-One. In so uh, Chapter Does. There's so many chapters. Uh, this chapter, uh, Chapter Thirty. We start off as uh,
0: Dr. Kynes, Liet Kynes. He's not not doing so good. Liet Kynes is having the best time ever. He's having the worst day of his life. Yeah, but it's like drugs. (laughs) This is what drugs do to you. (laughs) This is what drugs do to you. Or just dying out in the desert. Hey, a little bit of both. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, right. Well, uh, yeah, we get to... Uh,
1: Kynes was, uh, as we recall, a couple chapters back, he uh, was caught by the um, Harkonnens, the Sardaukar warriors, as Duncan Idaho defended Paul and Jessica to escape. Uh, Dr. Kynes was there to kind of, like, help them go through that weird maze he had constructed so they could get to the ornithopter and get away so and then he was captured and the baron harkonnen decided we'll just make it look like an accident and uh dr kines
0: so apparently so apparently the baron didn't buy the fact that uh he was paul's prisoner he was Paul's prisoner. Yeah, because that, that was that was his cover story. He's like, yeah, I'll just t- I'll just tell them that uh, you you guys captured me, and held me against my will.
1: Like, yeah, no,
0: probably. Yeah, I, 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 so, uh, I guess guess it didn't fly with so, the Baron. So uh,
1: Dr. Kynes is walking. Uh, we catch him. He's walking along the out in the dunes, out in the desert, and his uh, still suit uh, is is no longer there, and he's got no water, nothing. He's got his cloak, his Jubba cloak. And uh, he's, and it's all ripped up in tatters as well. So <clears throat> he's not doing so well. And uh, he's saying to himself, as he walks along the desert, half probably crazed by the sun and the heat, and goes, I'm Leot Kynes. I'm his imperial majesty's plantologist. Plantology ecology for Arrakis. I'm the steward of the land. So this is what he kind of, like, He's kind of saying this as he goes along, maybe to like, you know, give him identify himself and also to, you know, he's got to tell the birds who he is. Give him give him a purpose, I suppose, you know, and, you know, and then he says to himself, I'm Stuart of the Sand. And uh, as he goes through, he starts uh, hallucinating and he hears the voice of his father. Kaka his father's uh voice starts speaking to him he goes hey son the highest function of ecology is understanding consequences (laughs) so where are you daddy he's
0: looking all around he's like what
1: is that my dad is that my dad he's been dead for years
0: no more drugs for that man uh yeah
1: um but anyways uh it's funny because he, as he's walking along, he also thinks to himself, the Harkonnens always did find it uh, difficult to kill Fremen, he thought. We don't die easily. I should be dead now, but I'll be dead soon. But I can't stop being an ecologist. <laughs> That's how <laughs> you do it, Dr. Kynes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway,
1: so. And then his, his father goes, got yourself in quite a fix your son. You should have known the consequences to try to help a child like that of the Duke. And Clang's is like, "I'm delirious. This voice, you're not even real. What the fuck." And uh, so he can't even see him,
0: but he's yet, like, hearing him all around him. Son, and then uh, you need to do more cowbell. <laughs> more cowbell. And then his father—that's the only thing goes, that can save you in the deep desert.
1: His father was apparently an ecologist, too, and must have worked uh, on Iraqis as well, because he starts talking about it. Because, uh, his father says to him in his delirium, Life improves the capacity of the environment to sustain life. Life makes needed nourishment readily available. It binds more energy into the system through the tremendous chemical interplay for organism to organism. And like, kinds is like, why does he keep on talking about this, dude? I already know this. Why is he Anyways,
0: so, so why is he why is he quizzing me on stuff I I knew already? Damn I it! Know. As
1: he goes, as kinds is crawling through the desert, he can smell like this, like weird, like pre mixture of spice that's underneath him. And it, he says, if he crawls beneath the sand under the cool layer, it, he could have a better chance to survive. But um. The smell of that spice that's being formed means that gases on the sand have pressurized to an explosive level, and so he could die or be killed. So, i was still curious about the sand thing. Like, I mean, not sand, but the spice. How it gets like kind of formed within the sand. Like we saw that Paul kind of interacted that with the backpack when uh, he had that. You know, when he dropped the backpack in that sink sand. And you use like the spice stuff to like, you know, use a uh, acid base thing to make a, a it foam and and push it out.
0: Uh, it's it's part of the uh, life cycle of the um, of the sandworm, which they haven't right. gotten, which they haven't gotten into yet. But uh, basically, like it starts spice, off as... spice a, is worm shit, right? Oh, it, it starts off as a, the worms start off as like a. Like a like a microorganism, and they turn like the small worms, mm-hmm. and I think the small worms produce. I, I can't remember exactly, so maybe 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 butchering this. But I think the small worms like they they remove all the moisture from the water. Uh, they move they remove like moisture from from the, the planet. It's part of what they do, and uh, it's like. Ugh. There's like some kind of chemical reaction, so that once uh, enough of them congregate and like suck up bowl the water, I think their bodies also release the spice, but it also makes some tension, which actually causes it to explode. And then like there's a giant like you know space for spice to be mined because it's like super concentrated until it explodes, and it kind of just and the explosion refines it to what uh, what they normally have. Because uh, I think whenever you kill them, like they're it's like the, uh, the uh, you can just you can like squish one of the bugs and it's like a super concentrated spice. So basically, it's just like the innards of the the creatures.
1: So it's like a it's like a jalapeno popper, but with spice.
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's a very concentrated spice if you just like squeeze it out of one of the baby worms. <laughs> it's like an eclair donut, mm. but filled with spice and it's alive. <laughs> it's yes,
1: <laughs> nummy
0: nummy num. So good. But a lot of the a lot of the baby worms die in the explosion, but the, the ones that live can grow up and become sandworms. And the sandworms spread the spice around. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, next he sees that, uh, his, as his father lectures him about ecology and about Arrakis, uh, he, uh, he sees, like, birds and hawks are flying about and getting close and landing next to him because they know that there's water source where this... Uh, Spice is kind of getting mixed up here underneath them, and he thinks to himself, "Well, if there's birds, there could be fremen close by, so um, it's a possibility." Um, and but his but his father still keeps on talking about uh, how their their goals to terraform Arrakis, that they're going to build these grassland provinces, and they'll start with like small elf grasslands, and then they'll just grow from there. And uh, Kynes thinks to himself, always oh, lecturing me. Why does he just shut up? Can't you see that I'm dying? <laughs> and his father goes, You'll die too. And if you don't get off that bubble that's forming right now deep underneath you, there, uh, and it's there and you know it, you can smell the pre gases. You know the little markings in the beginnings uh, to lose some of the water into the mass. So his father's even telling him, you know you're, you're uh, gonna die if you stay there sitting on top of this thing
0: so it's gonna it's gonna jalapeno pop in your face
1: that's right
0: uh anyways oh
1: um so they they he keeps on telling his father to shut up, <laughs> shut, up says, shut up shut up shut up um anyways, so uh, so he's, this, he's worried about this bubble bursting and then he starts thinking about like, you know, how this bubble's forming and if he could get to that liquid underneath the, uh, under there, but there's no real way that he could do that to get to, get to the water underneath him. Uh, so, uh, so the, the, the hawk keeps on, you know, flying close and it's so close now that he can like reach out and touch it and grab it he could like he's, I think he said he's at striking distance that he could actually just like strike the thing but um, the hawk flies away <coughs> and uh, that's when Kynes hears the rumbling beneath him and the explosion kills Kynes and um, <laughs> it's a funny because I'm a desert creature Kynes thought you see me father I'm a desert creature and the bubble lifted him it, uh, it felt a break, and the dust and whirl uh, the whirlpool engulfed him, dragging him down in the cool darkness. For a moment, the sensation of coolness and the moisture were a blessed relief. Then, as his planet killed him, it occurred to Kynes that his father and all the other scientists were wrong, and the most persistent principle of the universe were accidents and error. Even Hawkes could appreciate these facts.
0: And poor Liet Kynes is dead. All of our favorite voices have died. I know. <laughs> Shatted Mapes, Hines, <laughs> Doug Lito.
1: Lito. They're just all dying. They're just killing them all. I kind of felt that because um, Frank Herbert uh you know kind of like enjoyed ecology and he kind of that's where he got the ideas uh for Dune by looking at sand dunes in, uh I think Washington State. Yeah, yeah. I kind of think he was kind of like writing about himself here a little bit.
0: You his know? sand dunes are gonna kill him.
1: These sand dunes are gonna kill me. This book is gonna kill me. Keep writing, my fingers are raw.
0: Yeah, he 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 stopped before the last book, which his son and uh, Kevin J. Anderson turned it into two separate books. hmm
1: So it's possible you're saying.
0: Maybe, maybe. Uh, The next
1: chapter, we get uh, um, back to Jessica and Paul, but it has this great um, little uh, quote from uh, Private Reflections on Muad'Dib, and it says, uh, Prophecy and precedence, how can they be put into the test in the face of unanswered questions? Consider, how much much is actual prediction of the waveform as Muad'Dib referred in his vision image, and how much is the prophet shaping the future to fit the prophecy? What of the harmonics inherited in the act of prophecy? Does the prophet see the future, or does he see a line of weakness, a fault, or cleavage that he may shatter the words or decision as a diamond cutter shatters his gem with the blow of a knife? It's a very interesting question, like, does Paul see the future and then like kind of like change it cuz he can see like an opening where he could make make changes. Yes. Which which we sort of see that before when he's like having his first uh, vision of the future. He sees different variations of how things could go.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, he's also uh ch- trying to change things cuz he doesn't want the dark jihad to happen even though Nothing he does can really stop it, I think.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, So, like I said, we're back to Paul and Jessica, and they have been... uh, It was at nighttime. They have gotten to this uh, basin uh, by these rocks, but then they heard voices and saying to uh, uh, get their water, basically. Get their water, basically, meaning killing killing them and take their water from them.
0: We're going to put you through a great press. Yeah, push. <laughs> I'm stillgar. I'm gonna put you through a great press. It's nothing against you. We just thirsty we're
1: gonna, we're gonna stomp you. Um. So the so this Freeman, the Freeman, uh, surround them in the shadows of the rocks. But then Paul recognizes uh, Stillgar, and he's like, "Hey, I met you at my father's council. Remember we had that friend Duncan Idol, Remember how cool he was?" And and is like, yeah, I remember him? He took off.
0: Yeah, he, he got Duke. He got himself killed yeah. like a punk. Yeah, he could. He can't serve two masters when he's dead.
1: So, um, Stilgar does recognize Paul, and um, there's this like Fremen named Jamis that keeps on wanting to like get rid of these two. Like,
0: Still, come on, let's kill these guys go get the water, can't can we kill them right now I mean I mean like it's it just, it just seems like it's such a good idea
1: yeah, and um uh, no so, justice uh so the, so it says uh Stilgar goes this is the it says oh that uh that Janus says we we'll waste time here still and then Stilgar says this is the duke's son he's certainly the one Leah told us to seek but a child still the duke was a man and the lad used a thumper stillgar said so and uh he w- it was brave in crossing uh and that was a brave crossing he made in the path of shilah hood which means the worm and then uh jessica kind of like is listening to all this and he's like it's funny he hasn't mentioned me all this so what does that mean She's, it's really funny because Jessica's interpretation of things is like with the nuances of everything. So she's always listening to like f- how words are formed or how people are standing or how they how they act. So
0: Is he going to turn me in? Is he going to save himself and turn me into water? You're going to turn
1: me into water? So um,
0: uh, he basically...
1: Uh, and they're also speaking this weird hunter voice that Jessica can pick out a few words because of her Bene Gesserit training, but she doesn't really... So it's like this weird clipped, strange language um for hunters. You know, and they they kind of give you a little bit of this, but this one guy, uh, Jamis, is kind of named after a bat for some reason. So
0: Anyways oh, well they've all got their own special Fremen names, which we'll find out Definitely. soon. Yes. Um so Jessica's
1: like, I'm the mother of this boy. because uh, they were saying oh, they were saying before, they're like, um, yeah, he says my duty is to strengthen the strength of tribe, and on my duty, I want to um, take in this boy. He is my countenance. Basically, I'm going to protect this boy because that is what Leah told me. But the but the woman, you can go die out in the desert. <laughs> it's no hard feeling. I even says that it's like it's nothing personal. And she's like, but I'm I'm this boy's son. And he's like, that doesn't change anything. <laughs> I'm this boy's son. That's 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 definitely complicated. I'm I'm boy this I'm just boy's mother, sorry. <laughs> yeah, boy's uh, I'm 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 her I'm his mother. Yes, thank you. <laughs> um I speak well. But yeah, so yeah, so uh Stilgar is like, Well, it's nothing personal. Just uh, you know, you don't really have anything you can help us with. The boy's young, he could learn, we could teach him some things. So um and this is where she decides to show him, uh, Stilgar, her weirding way, uh, her special fighting, which uh, the Bene Gesserit training has taught her. So she can move at like, essentially, uh, like uh, ex- extreme speeds and that people can't even see her move. So she quickly um, disarms Stilgar and Paul at the same time he uh, basically smashes up that jamis and takes his uh, gun and climbs up to a higher perch in the rocks and kind of like covers her with uh, with the gun and uh, so yeah so uh, and uh, it's funny because um, Stilgar who was ready to just discard her um, he's he, he basically now he's like well if if you could do this you're like Worth 10 times your weight in water. And he's like, You should teach us this and we'll, uh, you know, we'll help you. You know, we'll, we'll keep you alive. And then um, somebody somebody keeps on asking him, or somebody asks if she's um, a Bene Gesserit or a Reverend Mother. And she goes, I'm not a Reverend Mother, but I am Bene Gesserit. So they're like, Oh my God, she's a Bene Gesserit witch.
0: Even and, better. Even better. And so. <laughs> Anyways. Does she weigh the same as a duck? She weighs as a duck.
1: And it's funny because he keeps calling people like lizard turd and like worm face the whole time because she's like holding him, like ready to break his neck. And uh, and he's like, please, like you know, don't kill me. Let's let's work this out, kind of thing. So he gives his promise that he'll take care of her and paul they'll become one of the tribe they'll be very quiet they won't tell each other I mean, they won't tell anybody else that they found them and that they're alive so they'll be a secretly hidden within the tribe so the next thing she uh she starts uh talking about uh she recognizes Was it say um oh she goes uh she says uh when they said she's a Bene witch. And then he and Stilgar goes, or no, somebody in the tribe goes, it is the legend. And then she says, it was said that Shadow Mapes gave out this report on you, Stilgar said. But a thing so important must be tested. If you are Bene Gesserit of the legend whose son was the lead to a paradise, he shrugged. And then uh, Jessica starts thinking about the uh, uh, Mich- uh, Missionara Protective and how it says even a plant, they planted religious safety valves all throughout this hellhole. Ah, well, it'll help. That's what it's meant to do anyway. So they planted all these little, like, legends, the Bene Gesserits, through their culture, that to expect these things to happen. Especially when the Quizahadrack, their messiah, is supposed to show up, who they think is Paul.
0: so. Good old Orange Catholic Bible editions. Uh, r- uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Fremen. We get the Fremen edition of the Orange New Catholic Bible, and then Jessica less scissoring uh, in this ab- one. <laughs> yes, <laughs>
1: Jessica calls uh, uh, starts thinking back to a um, map that Dr. Kine showed her and uh, for an emergency escape route, and she thinks of this uh, place called Seich uh, Siege Tabar and uh he says and perhaps we can do the test at Siege tabar and so she knew that this was like one of the uh um uh, missionara protecta protectana i can't ever say it protectiva. protectiva protectiva thank you that um so she knew this was a special place to them and then he was like okay so then we have to go now to do this so like all of a sudden like she's like filling in all the gaps of all these like uh, prophecies that they've been talked about for so long so and she's using this to her advantage obviously she she knows these things and she's using it it, to to leverage her thing and next we get the uh, meeting of uh, Paul and Chani so Chani is the daughter of Liet and
0: and, good thing uh, he happens to have a daughter he just died I wonder if she's also in a college Oh, gynecologist, right. one of the two, Gane
1: right? <laughs> Something like that. And so, uh, so Stillgar, uh, you know, says tells Chinese like you're gonna like train him on how to be a proper Freeman. So you're gonna follow uh, Paul. I want you to follow her, and then Jessica, you're gonna come with me. So follow she her to the
0: bathroom into the shower into the changing room. Whatever she <laughs> does, you
1: do. And she keeps making fun of him and she says, You are noisy as a Hood in rage. And uh you took the most difficult way up to this cliff, she says to Paul. Chani says to Paul, so and Paul's sort of just like, Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't know, I can't be as quiet as you and uh and they keep what do they call him, uh, uh a, a child child man child or something man-child. like that? Or <laughs> yeah, something, like, something that. like that. And he's and he's just he's like pretty like aggravated. Um, so anyways so uh, so he meets Chani and he recognizes her from uh from his dream as well the dreams that he was having from so.
0: back on Calledden yeah. about time I met you, Chani I've been yeah. dreaming about you for so long, <laughs> so long I've been dreaming so, and then she um, so many wet dreams yeah. wet dreams are made of these. <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, so that's really um, that's really where it closes, that uh, they start leaving for this uh, siege. And um, uh, Jessica thinks um, that how they kind of work as a military uh, troop, the Fremen, and he goes, that's pretty good, actually, uh, that uh, an entire culture trained in a military order. What a priceless thing is here for an outcast duke. And that's how this chapter ends, so... Uh, so, yeah, so now we have Jessica and Paul have been taken into Stilgar's tribe and, unfortunately, Dr. Leah Kynes had been, has been killed out in the desert. So,
0: uh, Any thoughts? I just thought it was so trippy how Dr. Kynes was just, like, hallucinating his dad and, like, his dad's voice coming from the bird and uh, just the premonitions on how, like, spice is created and just the sand just gonna blow him up. It was, uh... That was a pretty interesting chapter, just, just him just, you know, being crazy and just, you know, sunstroke and probably, he's probably inhaling all sorts, I mean, like, he's on a, on a, on a, um, uh, like a concentrated thing of spice that's getting ready to explode, so he's probably just getting high as a kite, too, so that's probably part of the problem why he's just, like, hearing his dad's voice coming Dad? out of the bird, Yeah, yeah, you, I am higher than a kite. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it's also good to – <sighs> Paul is uh, learn, uh, getting getting in with the Fremen, which is good because he needs an army. He's a duke. He's a duke on the run.
1: Duke on the run.
0: Um, How about you?
1: I, you know, first, like I, when I read the Dr. Kynes thing and him going on a whole like the ecology thing, I really thought like – Frank Herbert kind of like sandwiched himself into this. Either he's Dr. Kynes or he's Dr. Kynes' father, you know, talking to him. That just was my first thought. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's how it felt to me. Um, cause I know Frank Herbert was really into ecology and studying how, uh, you know, the, you know, how the planet's environment works with life forms around it, you know? Yeah. So, um, the other thing is that opening quote uh, about how Paul sees the future and how he sees like how is it possible that he sees opportunities and he f- crafts the future uh, the way he uh, he sees a way to to his own benefit or whatever and although Paul doesn't do that in this chapter, Jessica definitely does that when she says the uh, missionara uh, protectiva. Um, set all these like legends, and she kind of like hit all the um, the sensor or like not censors but like the the nerve uh, um, uh, ner- she's, nerve. She,
0: she's catering to their uh, their religion and like trying to fill in all the gaps and all the prophecy. Right,
1: and and. Whether it's true or not, uh, how it works out like that, I mean, it's it's definitely, she sees it, sees an opening, and she goes for it. And like she even says, well, it's there to help us anyway, so I might as well use it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. She has no shame in this, but also, you know, she's also in survival mode after running around the desert, after being exiled right. to this awful Planet so chased by Harkonnens, chased
1: by chased by <laughs> sandworms, uh, started car warriors and and heart yeah and sandworms and, and everyone killed that she knew from before yeah um, and on top of that um, what's interesting which is always interesting about Jessica is that she reads people how they how they react to him and how, and I love her narrative how she says you know oh he's you know he's the leader but the way he speaks and how he stands and stuff like that you know just like little things like that like when she looks at Stilgar and it, all sorts of things she's seeing and that um that you know Paul doesn't even see cuz Paul doesn't understand it all cuz he's not that well trained
0: yeah he's just going on his gifts at the moment which you know it's definitely an advantage but it's not everything
1: Right, right. Just interesting. So these are all really interesting um, little aspects of the characters, and I really enjoy um, when we see how she reads, like uh, reads a room or reads something. You know, compared oh, to yeah, everything sure. else. But um, uh, but that's it. I mean, that's I, I. You know, I'm still enjoying everything. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, it's it's going to get more fun as they get more embedded with these uh, with the Stilgors tribe. Ooh, the Spice Orgy.
0: <laughs> is that like the orgy in the second Matrix movie?
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> less fun, less dancing, because it takes so much effort.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> machines! Um, <laughs> yeah, right. See, they the, got ma- rid of machines. the Matrix is also very anti-machine, see? Yeah, very much so. Although they
1: use it a lot. So uh, so next week we got chapter 23 and 20, uh, I'm sorry, 20, uh, 30, 32 and 33. And uh, we'll be still going into uh, Jessica and Paul's, you know, working with, um, uh, with Stilgar and Chani.
0: And you get a new name both- next week, right?
1: I believe so, yeah. So it's good stuff.
0: All right, guys. Well, uh,
1: if you want to join us uh, f- uh, on Facebook and make any comments or make any different th- uh, thoughts or send us memes, <laughs> those are always fun. You can go to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook forward slash groups forward slash synthaholics. We can uh, go to our Twitter page and hit us up there at synthaholicsduo. Duo. If there's a uh, if there's something more lengthy you want to tell us, maybe something we missed, you can go to our um, uh, you can email us at synthholics uh at yahoo.com or you can go to our patreon patreon for syntholix if this is a show you like to support all right guys until next week let the spice flow let
0: it flow let it flow let it explode
1: but but not explode under you and kill you
0: yeah try not to try not to get killed by it
1: <laughs>
0: right.
1: So all right guys see you later
0: And we're all set All set All set for Reverend Mother to spank us Ecology It never gets me down
1: Except when I die
0: Oh yeah that would That would be an ultimate downer
1: (laughs) Right here we go.
0: Oh, like happy pigs. Man, last podcast on the left went from Texas, Canada, Rochester.
1: <laughs> I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. They're even making fun of uh, Rochester and a little bit of Buffalo. Not too much, but they yeah. said they had the worst uh, bar crawl in Buffalo that they ever had.
0: Which is bizarre considering, <clears throat> like, Everyone in Buffalo, all they want to do is drink. That makes no sense. That they had a really bad and bars break.
1: stay open like till like
0: four in the morning. So oh. they must have just gone to the absolute wrong places.
1: Well, I saw that Ben posted when he came to Buffalo. That he was going to some shitty like South Buffalo bar, and I was like, "Why the fuck are you going there?"
0: Mm.
1: And I was telling him you should go to Founding Fathers since he's like a, such a political nut. Oh yeah. Founding Fathers is fantastic. It's a cool bar, it's really nice, authentic, super old building. And if you go there at the right time, uh the bartender used to be a history teacher. Oh yeah. And he like he quizzes you at the bar all these like crazy questions.
0: <laughs> that's cool.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. I, I haven't been there in probably over a year, but um it's a good place. Cool. A lot of fun. I haven't I haven't been there since COVID, that's for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the all the mcu movies got pushed back again mm-hmm. i wonder if dune's gonna get pushed back I, 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 I definitely think it was smart for them not to put a date on the trailer yeah i think dune will get pushed back for sure there's no way you know yeah it just seems like a bad idea to put it out
1: i mean that tenant i heard it's been getting praises but it's um
0: Bombs
1: I mean they made, no, made but nobody no once saw it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well how could they? You know? Yeah. And they didn't show it in New York at all. I know. So stupid.